Casey's Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. What's up, Casey? Casey's sitting in this room right here, huh? Yeah. So a lot of years, a lot of experience. I'm sorry, I'm going to bring some place yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the best place to start, whose idea was this from the get-go? Man, you know, you talk about Casey, you talk about community, you talk about, you know, hard times in the restaurant business. Highly don't recommend opening a restaurant business. Definitely barbecue in the city. But... You know, we like to challenge ourselves. I think that's my problem, huh? What do you think? We got a restaurant, I got a barbecue grill and a restaurant problem, okay? So why not put them together? Back it up, you know how this start? I think, you know, definitely pandemic driven. You know, I had, we had dug ourselves out of a hole so many times. We've been running restaurants for 30 years in this place, you know? Right before the pandemic hit, we just opened Waldo Tie and it was like, we just started rolling, man. Finally got above water, could breathe. Finally again, right, Craig? Remember, it's like, and then that hit, and we're like, damn, man. We just climbed out of hell, yeah, all the way up, just to get some breath, and then that happened. And we're just, we're sitting in, a, in the office, and we're like, you know, fuck it. If we're gonna go down, let's just go down, let's cook this shit off. I had some smokers. I said, let's just cook all this shit off, it's gonna go bad, we'll close the restaurant, you know what I mean? And what are you gonna do? Yeah. So my wife's like, just fuck it, just close it off, cook everyone, call our friends, we'll cook it off. And we just, she decided to launch to feed the workers, you know, the hospitality workers. We did that, and people really needed it. You know, we had this food, and I started barbecuing. Because I like to barbecue anyway, I'm a chef. I'm a backyard barbecue guy. Yeah. So, I mean, he knows. We just started cooking it. I was like, hey, Dad, I got all this meat, let's cook. Started cooking all this meat. Then I started to notice friends of mine were needing to get feed out in the community. I was practicing barbecuing. We're feeding all these people, displaced workers, whatever. It caught on. And all of a sudden, people were giving us money to buy other people food. So it's wow. keeping my people working, keeping us employed, keeping the lights on, you know. So that's where it started. You know, and I asked my chef, Kevin, over that time, I said, you know, we're to give a name. We're going to call this thing. And me and Craig, all our life, are calling each other, hey, three, 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 hey, three, pick this up. It means fat boy. Like, hey, slim. <laughs> okay? And my family called me Buck Three, or Three, all the time. So that logo is actually like me when I sit in the pot as a kid. I would take all the pots out. Little baby There's a real picture of it, yeah. You can flash that up on your Instagram. <laughs> but Buck Dewey, it means fat boy or slim. It means like ponzones in Spanish. I always say that, but it's a term of endearment. I don't know who they're talking about, but that's what it means. So that's how that was born. Out of charity, community, giving back, you know. And, it's, and this is a small community here in the restaurant business Kansas City. I've been there a long time. You know, it's... Restaurant business is more cutthroat than the business than the barbecue business. So it's kind of like when I started barbecuing, meeting these other guys, collabing with them. My wife did a collaboration with Tyler Harp from Waldo Tide in the beginning. I met them. It's like, bing. It's like, this is what we do. This is how we eat. We got to put it together. So we did a pop up, boom, lines. Okay, and that was like that was it. We had an opportunity to launch in the market. That was it. Popped up some tents. We bought a grill. Figured out how to cook and we ain't stopped since. Been about a year and a half. Yeah, huh? non-stop. We cooked a lot of bad briskets, man, to get here. He's like, we, I, I wanted to stand out different. I said, I want to have my own lane. I don't want to follow their rules. I don't care. You know, we, my wife kind of set the standard over there. Waddle Tide was like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to stay true to our game. We're not going to deviate from our path, our menu. This is how we're going to do it, right? Despite the opposition. But I think our you know, reputation and what we've done in the town kind of enabled us to do that. Because I was always skeptical to do anything barbecue, right? Because of the competition or just fear of being rejected or not good enough, not living up to the standard. Right. But now when we do our own shit, that's it. What I, hear, but what I hear from what you talk about is you identified an opportunity mm -hmm. and an opening yeah. to fill a need that no one had filled before. Did you have any doubts when you started? You, you know, the funny thing is, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about any barbecue competition or even the other operators across the country. Like, before I opened a restaurant, I finally took the tour down through Texas and I understood, you know, the, the story behind all the offsets, why everyone's doing it. And I went down to Franklin Truth, Blood Brothers, all these guys, and I learned a lot going their pits, you know. But, you know, I think the way we do it, we're Kansas City style. We run rotisserie, low and slow. <laughs> 
You know, I cook like I would marinate or grill my meat growing up. That's what we're eating here. It's just times 1,000. But the, the techniques are true to Kansas City. You know, Pop always built this place with the rotisseries, just like Gates does, Jack Stack, 39, all of them. So we take that, but we kind of infuse our flavor into still Kansas City, but we got the like, HOV lane, that express lane on the left. You don't know if you're gonna get in that or not. <laughs> when someone tells you, oh shit, it's easier. And eat it. There's four people in the car, just get in it, man. Come on, let's go. So, right? You know what I'm talking about? The express lane. Yes. That's I what do. this is. Express lane barbecue. Okay? I love it. So, I love it. That's, that's what we're doing, I guess. Where did the inspiration like come from in terms of the flavors? Did it come from what you ate growing up? Did it come from someone else? Oh, Where yeah. I mean, from? it goes all the way back to my, all my family are restaurant operators. My mom is the godfather of Thai food in Kansas City. She, uh, 1978, she worked in the very first Thai restaurant, Willie's Cafe. And then she went to Bangkok Pavilion, opened that with Dr. Sejin in 1990, or in 89-90. And she opened Thai Place in 87th and 91. And then we opened eight or ten restaurants after that. I think this is, what, 14? Yeah. Something like that, but yeah, that's what we do. So cooking is like, in your blood, something you've been around your entire life. Dude, yeah, cooking is the basis. I mean, every all of us can cook. You know what I mean? Even if you don't know, you're gonna pick it up some way or another. Right. Your ass gonna get thrown under the fries or something. I mean, everyone on our team is very utilitarian. What you call it? Yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Because when it's go time, we go. Right, Chase? Yeah. Huh? That's, that's one thing I know about y'all is y'all know how to hustle. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like even while the time, they'll be rolling sometimes like four people on the floor and they get it done. You know? I started working at that yeah. job and yeah. all of them been there for going on like, what, they've all worked out, what do you got, 15, 15 years? 15 years. Yeah. Most so I've been there three years and I'm still the new guy. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, when will I not be? <laughs> Everyone does everything. But it makes it work. Yeah, our car crew been with us 15, 20 years. The main guys. A lot of, you know, a lot of people come and go around and this business, you've been around long enough, you know, you'll see somebody come back around. You know, everyone likes to go off and see the grass greeners on the other side. You know, we just, we do what's right, we give back, provide a safe workplace, you know. But it's hard out here, man, especially for a chef. Yeah. You got all the drinking and drugs and all that, man. We've been all through that, we've seen all that. You know, we try to, most of my, I'm clean. I've been clean for four years, so. Have you really? Yeah, four years. Congratulations, Ted. That's That's awesome, man. I try to kind of create that environment. Me and him, and we used to hit it hard back in the day. Anyone knows us back downtown, Westport. Yeah. We used to run the club. But that was part of, that's like part of the culture. It is. Right? Yeah. But to know know it now, and I don't drink, it's just, you know, it's, I still run the culture, but clear-headed. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again, but right. I had some health issues I had to address, you know? Yeah. I'm, I wake up every morning, I see the sunrise, I'm happy, bro. So. Yeah. You know, I'm already winning. So. You talk about mm-hmm. second chances, to get a second chance with a place mm-hmm. like this and to see it succeeding. You know, how proud are you to see this, you know, I'm, I'm go really from the ground up? Yeah, it's really... We used to talk you know, about like when this. When we were younger, yeah. when we yeah. first started doing everything, it was all exciting and fresh. And now, being sober, yeah. Same way. Like a little kid again. We're like, let's do this. Let's this is we talking dream. This is a dream, <laughs> didn't we? We talked about this as kids, remember? Yeah. Like someday we're gonna open a we barbecue restaurant. Exact same thing. Okay. Twenty years yeah. old. Because we're always grilling. We get together, right? We have pre party. We got the grill going. We're grilling. We're making papaya. We're making hot sauce. We always got dumplings laying around, right? Usually it's uh, the cheapest ass cut of meat you can find, barbecue. and we're chipping in. You marinate it, cut it ten different ways. You're feeding 50 people, drinking for days, right? Days. Yeah. So that's that's the culture we grew up in. Talking about barbecue in Kansas City. I mean, it's my family, right? A mixed culture. You know, you talk about. I grew up half half American, Caucasian, half Thai, and my mom is like real Thai. You know, no English in my house growing up. Yeah, Pupasai Thai do it. Can't do it. Man, big fun Thai. You know what I mean? I speak Thai. Like I said, my mom, we call it FOB, man, ESL, okay? My wife, too. Yeah, so you know? speaking of Pam and mm-hmm. Thai, what is it like having a wife that's in the same... Man, highly don't recommend. Right. <laughs> no, we're, I mean, yeah, we've been doing this a long time. You know, it's, we push each other. We're very competitive, you know? Uh, we built this business knowing it was going to be a competition. But sister restaurants, but still it's competition. It's Kansas City. We're all here 
you know, for the greater good. Like I said, it's you open a restaurant, it's more than just, uh, you know, nickels and dimes, people. It's a society, okay? You're creating a whole new world. And it's, everything is affected. You have no idea. That's, uh, I think, seen clear now. We can see that, can't we now? Huh? Because i got to put all these pieces together the real all these different family. societies. Keep her happy. Yeah. Everything's good. Hey, oh, yeah. happy wife, happy life, bro. All yes. Right. You're going to learn I'm that shit. I'm about to find out. Enjoy your chicken wing. I'm about to find yeah. out. Pretty soon, you're going to shit off the menu. He's let her hold the menu. I'm about to So, are you are you surprised at how successful this has been from the get-go? Because you guys have been on fire since you You know, it's like... Told you, I guess I, you know, I've been clean and focused, you know, on this business. I've been doing it a long time. You make mistakes and you learn from your mistakes. Try not to burn bridges, you know. Just continue on doing the right thing. And we work hard. I can deny it. We push every day, you know. When we rest, we rest. But when we work, we work. These guys know it. But that's what it takes, man. They want on the same page. Yeah. You know, to succeed, or you're gonna be dead. You're talking like a leader. Yeah, like, I mean, you lead these. You lead these folks. Sometimes off the cliff, and I try to <laughs> slam the brakes, you know? The shit's on fire. I'm looking for a fire extinguisher. So I'm like, the brakes are off, Greg. The broke. It's on fire. Jump off. Who knows? You know? Or the wheels fall off. Yeah. So, but, no, it's, we get back. That's why we do the right thing, man, you know? No matter what. We might be crazy have a good time. And all that, but you know, we're a big part of the community. I got kids in the community, and you know, we, we do a lot of charity work. That's awesome. Yeah, we try to you know help people. For me, that's that's the real work. You ask him. You know, we do charity work. I feed people no matter where it is. It doesn't matter. Feeding people, people in need is you know greater than any profit I could ever get. We, we go down if we go down and feed homeless, and they'll come out to me like Teddy, man. Hey, man, you remember me? Thank you. So I used to, before I was on the street, man, I used to go to a restaurant and eat basil and the Thai chili and all that. And that for me, man, that's, we and him will drop everything, spend all kind of money just to do that to feed 50 people. We don't care, right? We do yeah. that at least once a month. My so. ass lost about 50 pounds before I started working here and it came <laughs> back in some. Yeah. <laughs> but you're eating really good food. Yeah, I was constantly yeah. eating. That's my, for my interview day, I sat yeah. down and they worked me full of food the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He just continues so to be amazed. He's like, oh my God, you guys are crazy. Events, was that always something that was like in the pipeline or something that just came up naturally? Of, we have this opportunity. These guys love have. this shit. <laughs> it's intensity. Okay. Trying and trying and trying and finding out how to do it. They definitely have the need and it's He was at Cerner with, with my wife before. They run and, and the, what was it? What's it called out there? The Pangea, World Campus? Yeah. Pangea, but it was a huge kitchen, man. They built it from the ground up. They worked with my friend Matt Livers over there and they built this huge program. And the pandemic hit, you know, that whole Cerner just boom. Sitting there emptying out. All these people need a job. We had this idea and suddenly, but surely, like Kevin, the sous chef over there, you know, he worked there with those guys together. He's running Waldo Tive out in the back with her now, so. Uh, a lot of guys from Cerner we we use now on catering for jobs and stuff like that. So, but Billy, yeah, he's a he's a guy that reins us all in sometimes. You know, everybody has their job. Everybody plays their role as a team. We always play like we're going to Super Bowl, huh? Practice and we don't like practice like we practice like we play. Man. Two days. <laughs> yeah, we clean the bartender's it all up. saying you have two <laughs> days. I, I, I dropped out of college to bartend, and I loved it. And I also like the hours. I like not having to work all the time, and that went out the window as soon as I found this family. <laughs> like, my ass is always behind the bar now. So. Yeah. One. So speaking of Chiefs, you guys are one of the vendors within Arrowhead. So. Mm-hmm. As a, I'm a fan, you know, I played football in high school. I grew up Bill Moss, Nick Lowry. You know, back in those days, the Marty Ball, man. You know, I grew up in that era. We played, we played ball. Bill Moss, good friend of mine, Neil Smith, right? Captain Gonzalez. But when I, you know, we took over the Plowboys deal, and you know, I had the opportunity to go in there and work through Q Fest, and 
I thought there's no way we could tackle this monster. Okay, just to be in Arrowhead, the brandy, the partnership with the Chiefs. You know, I'm opening the business. It's great. Just the brand getting out there alone. Forget about working your ass off, breaking your knees, right, Craig? Fucked up, pushing the shit up the hill in the snow, short staffed, all that. But let's talk about that later. Anyway, 900 pounds of meat. We survived the first season. We went to the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. So what does that tell you? Huh? Well, I was gonna say it sounds mm-hmm. like a good luck charm to me. Yeah, that's what I think. So. We make it fun too, though. We do chants. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, man. We do a good. Yeah, we just started this year. We bring we bring the brisket rangoons out to Arrowhead. You imagine that? You had those yes. Arrowhead Stadium? Can you imagine? People just walking around, little so buck baskets, <laughs> buck basket full of brisket rangoons. Give me get a buck basket number three with a brisket rangoon and a brisket sandwich loaded. To get that stamp of approval from the Chiefs, though, that's a huge deal for you, right? I think it had, you know, being a new guy at the time, you know, and we're coming out of the pandemic, and like you said we had a track record, and we could do it, and we like to do it, and we gave him something different. Come on, we actually, we we work hard to put out a product out there, Arrowhead, that's good, okay? Not just, not saying nothing bad about anyone else's concession, I'm saying. Not at all. But, you know, you go out there to get your typical nachos with the jalapenos, and, you know, I, I go out there and get that, the dogs and all that, but they've changed the game up out there, you know, Arrowmark and the Chiefs and everyone, they're trying to bring it just like everyone else is, changing it up, adapting, you know? That's why they brought local guys in to do it. You know, and we like a challenge, like I said, we have problems. A lot of us people in the restaurant industry are not mentally straight all the time. Okay. Got to level each other out by working. Huh? It's an intense atmosphere to work in. Right? So yeah, saying that the Chiefs, man. We did the NFL draft recently. We couldn't have done an NFL draft without our training at the Chiefs because we handled it. We changed the kitchen mm-hmm. all three days, three times. But <laughs> we were prepped up. And this remained open while. Yeah. The draft is going yeah. on, so you not only were handling mm-hmm. this space, but you also were making sure for the yeah. 300,000 plus people that yeah. were here in Kansas City for the draft yeah. to make sure that was being handled properly as well. So what was that like with having to manage staff in two different places, get the food, get everything? That's what I love, man. I just not see it. It's all What's that next? Atari next? shit going up with the joystick playing oh, Pac-Man, bro. <laughs> 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 hey. I didn't have no phone and shit. You hear me? I had to figure it out for myself. But I told my daughter, I need you to go change your oil in my daughter's car, or my wife's car. Credit card, go drive to Valvoline and do it. You just figure it out? Yeah. He's like, but it's so hard. My daddy told me, here's the oil, okay? Here's the thing, there's a rent. Go change your shit. Different now. A little different now. So, anyway, back to Arrowhead, back to Arrowhead, okay? Yeah, let's go ahead. I brought my kids there, dude, when I first opened. They were making nachos, too, don't worry. I'm, no, I was going to say, business. I've seen your daughters working here. Mm-hmm. So what's it like having Pam's, Waldo Ty, you're here, your daughters are working both, I'm assuming? It's an ongoing challenge in my life, okay? I grew up in this business. I do not want them to work in this business, but then they grow up, and then no matter what, they're good at it. They're my blood. It's what we do. Our challenge. So... <laughs> I was supposed to be an attorney. Now I have five attorneys, so I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? So who knows? Uh, I was supposed to go to law school, but I went to culinary school. And here we are. Where'd you go to culinary school? Florida Culinary Institute, West Palm Beach. It's funny because I, uh, I trained with the guys down there who actually built restaurants in Kansas City, Gilbert Robertson, Chef Jeff Barron. I learned a lot from those guys. I already knew how to cook when I went to school. I learned how to work with people, connect with people. It's a relationship. Yeah. 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 Mend those relationships. Steer those relationships back together or get rid of them when you need to. You know. Right, Craig? Amen. Hey, man. Life's short. Life's precious. You only got so much time. Yeah. That's true. You know? Is there anything on your menu here specifically that stands out as, like, your favorite thing You know, funny thing about that, I I, I was starting with that, but... You know, you're building a restaurant, you always have good intentions with your team, with your menu, with the way you're going to do everything, but it never ever works out the way you intend, unless you're a big company, but we have totally changed, not only some of our staff, but like you said, the direction of our menu. And we started out trying to be more farm to table, more elevated, you know, because we do it, but it is barbecue, it's Kansas City, and we realize that we do Thai food well, but you just get sick of it as a chef, you want to do something new, but... You cannot get away from the truth. You know what I mean? When your food is good, when your pad thai is killer, 
You're making some of the best in the city, and your curry's banging because your wife is the James Beard nominated chef making the curry. We're going to do that. You hear me? We're going to stick true to our game. We threw some brisket in the Rangoons because our Rangoons are busting, like my kids say. Okay? So that's why they're going in Arrowhead. So that's, you ask me what's my favorite, I'd say, you know, we always go back to those winners, man. The Keymao, red curry with the brisket, with the burn ends. We sell a shit ton of ribs now in the pineapple fried rice, right? And we make pineapple fried rice good. We'll get some of that out here. Oh, yeah. We had it before. Man, yeah. killing more pineapples in Mexico City, bro, through here, okay? <laughs> That guy, oh, <laughs> that guy don't stop cutting pineapples too. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. started out buying from Aldi in the beginning. I ain't gonna lie, man. Yeah. Yeah. We had to tell, hey, Liberty Fruit, we're gonna have to up those pineapples, bro, from Mexico. Let's go. So yeah, we're those pineapple fried rice with the ribs, which Craig maintains, watches. He actually holds the title of pit man. You know, he's being uh, modest. You're the pit man. He's the pit man. Yes. We'll be, show you back there, but. Like, uh, we rub everything in like a heavenly seasoning. He manages all that, which is actually my wife's recipe for jerky seasoning. It's called Nessa, one or heavenly beef, whatever. But he manages all that. He does all the brines, smokes all the meat. It's a lot of meat we roll through here, man. You know, How much? Talking about 15, 20 cases of brisket a week, okay? And how much pork you going through now? 10 cases of pork, easy. Yes. We started with one case popping up at the market. Ribs. Okay. Anyone can cook one brisket, right? You're talking about barbecue. What what is barbecue? Anybody can cook one. Competition. And you got volume like we're doing now. And you got chef driven barbecue like I push, you know. That's a whole nother thing we're doing now is a crossover cross country barbecue collaboration we're doing with these crossover barbecue joints like we are. Right? Because we're behind. Houston, Portland. New York, that's, I've been there. We're way behind. That's why I'm collabing with them to figure out how to do that here in Kansas City. I think, I mm-hmm. say, what's been really, as someone who is a Kansas City native, mm-hmm. and obviously growing up with like hearing of the top, you know, typical barbecue places in Kansas City, mm-hmm. it's been, and people, and you know, people get really defensive when it comes to barbecue. It's been so amazing to see like Kansas City welcome these yep. people with different styles and taking barbecue and yeah. putting your own twist on it and seeing that you can survive being different and making barbecue your own and not just playing by the rules, making you know, it's a renaissance, they call yeah. it. Yes, huh? the barbecue renaissance, and, uh, exactly. I started with a lot of these guys, so you got these other small guys, Scott's Kitchen, Chef, Jay, you know. That, I love the big guys, too, okay? Justin Page is there right with us, too. Okay, Smoke. All those guys, we did barbecue for whole food. sausage. But we learned together, and I think it enabled us during the pandemic and popping up, not to mention Ghost Kitchens and all that, enabled you yep. to have a platform. You know, not everyone pulls the trigger and takes a risk and signs it all away in the restaurant business. But that's just the risk or you got to take. This or is stay a risk. True to what you want to yeah. do. Keep going no matter what. Business is a risk. Every day you don't you take risks do in life, you're not living, bro. It's a prime example of Midwest modesty. Like, yeah. I moved here from Houston. So yeah. I've been around incredible barbecue. But Casey's mm-hmm. on the fast track to being incredible with their mm-hmm. barbecue because they're so open to learning from all what everyone else has done right. And we're going to do it right and we're going to do it better. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take that next step. We do it our way. Yeah. You know, because, dude, my refrigerator got Gates, got Casey Mash, he's got all the sauces in there. That's how I grew up. We need all the sauces on the table. You know what I mean? I, we still go to LC's all the time, huh? Mm-hmm. RC, or we go, well, RC's too, but. Yeah, shit. LC. It's one down on the KCK on the, on the Southwest Boulevard we go to. Rosedale. Rosedale, yeah. yeah. Woods, Wood, Woodyard. Woodyard Barbecue. Slash. Yep. Slash, my boy Joe, man. We go down there. Tyler Hart, man, he's the man. We go there all the time. Oh, Hart? Yeah, Hart's the man. We need to get over there. Any of those guys who hustle on the offset and playing with fire all day, man, mad respect. Controlling that box. We started to do that. We were going to put a thousand off gallon, uh, offset out back, and, and even just for promo, but man, when you're cooking that much, you know, we cook with other things too. I'm a chef, the smoker is a tool. You get, and I have many different smokers and grills and all that. But I can, there's many different ways to get the end product. Like that sixty-five thousand dollar combi oven we got, you know what I mean? I still you love to put it in there, push still love to handle the box and keep the heat right. And yeah, watch it all night. It's, it's a different. It's like a spiritual thing, kind of, you know. Yeah. Just out there, 
checking it. Let it go. You're That's talking what, about it like it's a religious experience. Almost. Yeah. That's yeah. why we collab. You got to go to people's restaurant. I like to go to places. It's like, okay, here we got this kitchen we got. This is what we got. The team. This is our list. Let's make it work. Let's get paid and leave success clean, right? That's a challenge for us. That's why this guy came on board because he loves the excitement. He, you get tired of sitting in the same corner all the time, scooping food onto he a plate when whatever. The plan comes together. Yeah. When the plan He's comes the together. Planner. And these guys never have faith in me, man. They know we always pull it out, don't we, Craig? We always pull it together. Yes. No matter what. Always it's always us cleaning day. up the shit in the end, too. Isn't it? I always save the day, yes. Well, <laughs> in the restaurant industry specifically, I mean, no day is the same. You're always having to deal, you know, one fire is without you deal with another. Mm. Have there been any really unexpected hurdles when you started this, like things you just you weren't serious? anticipating. You serious? The blood probably opened. I got, <clears throat> for one, on the way here, grand opening night, I was picking up my kids, I was driving, picked them up at school, came, guy ran a red light, cross hit me, cut me off, T-boned me. I went, and windshield, the dog broke his leg, Rico, poor boy. Anyway, it's after my wife already broke her hand. I gotta get pineapple fried rice ribs, Anyway, so I the airbags all off. Had to send the dog to the ER. Kids, tough of hurdles, and my face is swollen still from the airbag. I had to come here and give the grand opening speech straight on. We had a party of 100 at that. Okay, he talked about that. That's mentioned Joey fell off the ladder, hit yep. his head. You name it. Six months behind, over by the ice in the back. The hand up for that Pam, one Pam, my wife fell off front, broke her hand the day before the women's yeah, dinner. She was not back there cooking and trying to really do like I mean she did the damn thing, but like cradle in her hand and just doing it. And just like, Dude, we had to hang. I, I don't know if you know this, but six months in on a restaurant business is hell. It's like a roller coaster at the end and your seatbelt falling off. And you hanging on. We all know to the different end. type of yeah. people that like you strive and, and thrive, you know? Then what happens six months in, we get we a good review from someone and then boom. Someone does this. Boom, and all of a sudden my wife gets nominated for James Beard. And it's full throttle now. Game changing. Yeah. We are those like, people now. Vacation those plans is next time. Where we always, she was always that person. She said it from the front. We argue about that all the time. Like, don't worry about it. You, that's what you want. You're going to get it. You work your ass off. You, you can't, we cannot help it anymore. You already are a winner. Shit. But to get that nomination, she screamed her head off, bro. I thought someone was dying. <laughs> but now it doesn't stop there. At the bottom of this mountain is a whole nother mountain. Okay? It's time. It's nonstop. You thought, you thought you were working hard before. Right? It don't stop. You start being smarter, not harder. Right? But it's, it's different when your eyes are open and you are those people. And you walk with a different kind of character when you represent those people. You know what I mean? It means everything you put on that plate, everything you do got to be 100 now. You know what I mean? There's an expectation. Mm -hmm. Right? Sometimes you miss it. But... Hey. I hear it. I'm like, man. Fake it till you make it, huh? Yeah. But we are those people now, I guess. That's what we do, man. It's fun. We just out here having fun. We're not and that's home. the beauty of it, right? Yeah. You're having fun, and it doesn't feel like work. It's not, is it? It, it feels I like mean, every day's work. So, <laughs> no matter what. You know, you find, you know, every day you gotta work. Meeting that's people it. in this business, you find the right people for the job. You gotta set your expectations with everybody. You know, it's. I've learned a lot in this business, seen a lot of people, and being able to manage people, and how you say, size people up for the conversation. I say that's a character trait, right? Craig here is like a mule with a MacBook, okay? He can get anything moved quickly and paid, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. All purpose. Chase, Whatever you need, Chase doing, connect I can do it. everybody for me. You need me. something, I got a guy. Yeah. Not to mention the bar program here is sick. It ain't just like, just a shitty bar program. Nothing. This is a killer ass bar program. Okay. Tell us about it. Yeah, come yeah, on. So, when I first came to Kansas yeah. City, I started working at Holder Tide. That was three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've worked in Asian restaurants before. I've worked in mostly craft cocktails my whole career. And then when I came to Kansas City, the bar program they were doing was something I wasn't expecting. Because you go to a lot of Asian restaurants, the bar program usually isn't. It's, 
way underneath the food program. Mm -hmm. But we, what they all did over there was they wanted to make sure they lifted the food program with flavors in our drinks that were going to definitely take it to a new level. When I came over here, that was the same thing I wanted to do. I was like, you don't think a barbecue place that are going to have insane cocktails. So I was like, why can't we? So we have a great back bar. We're going to be more bourbon focused, but we're using flavors and we're using ingredients that are going to definitely highlight what Ted, Craig, and Billy, all of them are doing because that's, that's what I came to do. I mean, it's more than just pouring vodka sodas. It's more than chugging beers, though we can do that. I mean, right now I'm doing, uh, one of my cocktails that I've been working on, we're incorporating coconut milk, matcha, Puerto Rican rum. We're throwing a little mint in there and lime juice to brighten it up. And it's just, it's gonna go well with whatever Pam and Teddy and all them are doing because it's, it's just how these flavors all work together. At home, I have this flavor Bible, and I'll look at things like, I'll look at brisket, and it has a whole list of uh, ingredients that are going to pair well with brisket. I have things like matcha, what goes well with matcha, and then I just kind of take it from there and just make a cocktail out of it. And people, and it's awesome when you see someone drink the drink in under two minutes, and then they're ordering a second one. That's when I know I did my job right. But these are the guys I work with, these cocktail guys, okay? Like, when I come up with a menu, come up with an idea, and they already got it already, right? Then we come up with the flavor, then we'll bring the menu on. That's the beauty of these collaborations. Not only do you learn how they work together, how to create them, but how the customer likes them. And then we put it in the restaurant. Some of the shit don't always come out good, but like you said, you put it in the glass, man, it's good. You put in the plate, you know it's good. You're putting the time into it. It's not like you go to them, you go to this cocktail bar and you always get this cocktail that's mid or whatever they say, you know? And it's, you know it's good when you put it in the glass here, you know? Those cocktails are gone. I mean, they're well thought out. I'll you know, make all the syrups in-house. I mean, we use an exotic ingredients. Yeah, yeah. we're using okay. a lot of things that are going to go yeah. well with Ted's cooking. Mm -hmm. um, and also with the bartenders, I wanted to tell you at the other day, you're watching your bartenders work. I mean, you might as well put on a show. We're not spitting fire, and we're not, we're not juggling tins or anything, mm -hmm. but you're going to watch any of these bartenders behind that bar, and you're going to know and trust that they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's where I have pride, because when I first started bartending over 10 years ago, that's what I learned first, was I wanted to look like I knew what I was doing, and then the knowledge of how to build a cocktail, all the ingredients are going to come to me later, mm -hmm. and then they did. And so now I just, it's all about fluidity, it's all about looking cool. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're throwing a party. People like, I mean, people like to drink, that's why some of us have to quit drinking. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, it's been really awesome to kind of be a part of this group, because I've worked in over 25, 30 bars, mm -hmm. and this is the first time I have worked in a bar for over three years, and I have no desire to leave. I found a family. This is the only place I've been in since I've been in Kansas City, and I don't really like. I don't see the point in going off and finding something else while I'm already killing it with these guys. You talk about been society, really right? Yeah. You talk about family business. You talk about society. You talking about growth, like me trying to grow from a small mom pop independent family restaurant to something bigger. You know, it's a learning process. It's not like we got, you know, Jack Stack of Chick Fil A money just write check where we want. You know, we gotta make it work. Yeah. Within our Every needs. Every day. Yeah. Every day. You know? That's and whether you're here or not. Managing people, the right people. It's where do you draw the line between, you know, friend and family and getting too close, you know? Or come on. It's not easy. How do you not care about the people that work for you? You know what I mean? So it's 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 a family, it's a society. If one of us is hurt, we all hurt. That's why we all know how to wash dishes, huh? And some of us can make drinks. And some of us can cook. Some of us can cook better than others, right, Billy? That's right. Mm -hmm. What's it like competing with these? Because it's a, you know, it's a competitive business, but you reverently speak about all of these other restaurant owners. So what's that like competing against each other, but you guys are still in the same industry and you lift each other up at the same time? Yeah, it's like I said, I, I grew up in the Asian restaurant business. It's cutthroat culture, man. Competition, nobody share a recipe. No. You were so worried about someone gonna steal your recipe, and mom's like, don't show no one how to do this. I was like, they're never gonna ever make it like we do, okay? No matter what. I went to culinary school, everyone had, every, 16 kids in the class all got the same recipe, all come out different, okay? And I never even followed the recipe, okay? They're like, damn, how your food so good because I didn't follow your stupid ass recipe. I took it and I figured it out, okay? So, <laughs> you're talking about Kansas City, and all that, Listen, man. Bro, we can all eat. Yeah. Barbecue, we all eat. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, that's what's so fun about... Feed the masses. Food, yeah. food in general, and we always tell people, I mean, even in our relationship alone, one of the first things that brought us 
together and where I think we both saw a relationship continuing forward was our love for food. Yeah. Our first date, Danny cooked me dinner and I was like, okay, this this guy knows how to cook. Like, I, I need to see what else he has on his sleeve. And I mean, we, I miss those we, days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which as these guys we have in our fridge. Sad. <laughs> food in general, like, I mean, brings people together. We wouldn't of us Taylor would be together if you guys weren't working your asses off making unbelievable food and serving people in Kansas City who love love your food. Yeah. So it's food is love, man. That's how my, a lot of Thai people, a lot of people, my wife, my mother, obviously my whole life show their love how. Huh? By food, by cooking. That's why you walk walking barbecue, it's like you're coming to my house, you leave, you'd be like, damn, that's satisfied right there, you know? You leave my restaurant today, you'd be like, that is good shit. I feel good. I'll be back ASAP as soon as I can. After I make my uh, taco run, my Indi- uh, Indian run, whatever your cycle is, I'm a victim to it. I'm at Waldo Time, fuck three, three times a week. You'd be mad as hell, actually, and they're still feature. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one thing. People be mad not talking to me. Pam will be upset about something. She's still gonna make family meal for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ted's still gonna make family meal. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we cooking what we wanna eat. We put on the menu what we wanna eat. You know, if we're doing a party, you see me out there buying seafood or whatever, or slaughtering something, it's because I want to check it out and I want to eat it. How long did it take to get these recipes down? Was it just like you figured it out right away, or did it take a lot of trial? And error? Years. Like I said, we've been doing this for 35 years, so that's this is the current evolution of our food right here. This is all I've done, everyone I've worked with, all I've collabed with. You know, all of our beautiful talent on this team together. Boom. Right there. And we can do more. We can do better, but we got to back it off a little bit because we got to have a life too, don't right, we? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, so obviously <laughs> you spoke your dad, married. What is it like, you know, really having to balance that family life, that personal life? Yeah, it's, uh, you compartmentalize, I guess, as much as you can, but you... You keep working, but I, you know, it's I work when no one. If you're in the restaurant business, you walk in the corner, it's going to tell you. If you think you want to be off holidays and all those days, this is not the career for you. Yeah. But again, Monday morning, I'm sitting there chilling at the pool, all right, looking at Instagram, chilling with everyone else is hustling and bustling. Nobody's in the store. Yeah. Off work, yeah. So. so you know, it's different. I just get used to it. My kids get used to it, but. We're here, we do it. I, I wouldn't do anything else, it's what we do. If the pandemic hadn't happened, would this be a thing? I don't think so. Really? Nope, I don't think so. I don't think a lot of people would have been birthed without that. If it's a good thing or a bad thing, but behind every bad thing usually is a brighter day. You know? Like I said, you know how hard we've been through. We've lost it all many times. You know, we were on the rebound when the pandemic hit, so. It's just this, bank, this game, man. It changed a lot for everyone in the restaurant industry. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be living in Kansas City if the pandemic didn't hit. And yeah. I would be working for this family. I'd, yeah. I'd still be bouncing from restaurant to restaurant down to Houston. Yeah. Now I've got a stable place with a group of people that are incredible. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it took a lot from a lot of people, but it also, it, I mean, I found something to it. It mm-hmm. was the decision to move from Houston to Kansas City. We all led that decision initially. Yeah, uh, my family's been from Kansas City for a while. My dad's from Lawrence. So, I mean, I've been up here a lot, but I've never really been in Kansas City proper. And when my job closed, all these bartenders lost work, and I was one of them. I could always sit at home so much longer. So I just kind of picked up and came up here because my brother was up in the area. And so I ended up finding everything. And so I moved up here, found this group of people, and loved it. So uh, it's been the best decision I made. I didn't know what to expect in Casey when I got here, and it is well uh, past my expectations. How did you land on this location? Yeah, too. yeah. I was, I, dude, I drove up and down here. So I grew up over here, man. Right? Yeah. We weren't even we'll ever one. Yeah. the first one. Yeah. It was supposed to be on the 121st. Trip. That's what we wanted to do. We're gonna go out there in that old Mexican restaurant, Down, Fritos, or something smoker. out there. We're gonna work on a trailer out there. We're getting ready to sign the deal to open it up, and a flood pipe busts out because of because of the uh, sub-zero temperatures, whatever. Pipes busted. We're getting ready to go in there, take over on the lease. We go in there, and there's 55 fans in there. Easily. So lucky we went in there, saw the flood. Turns out everything was flooded, five foot up. Had to redo the whole thing year behind. Million dollar job insurance claim. But had that not had the brakes put on, 
We'd never find this. We'd have been gone, long gone with the yeah. wind already. So this was a blessing. I live over here and we're grateful to be here and still alive. And every day we wake up and smell the roses and watch the sunrise, Craig. And get somebody to barbecue together somebody every day. Didn't. You know? Yeah. Some, I died right a few here. times, yeah. So this is kind of a rebound, like I said. I had to make some lifestyle and health choices and so well, we're glad you're here. Yeah, this is kind of what it's all about. That's why I do Barbecue for Hope. That's what it is. It's about charity. It's about giving back to the community, leading by example. We all got kids and grandkids now, especially in this industry. You know, it's we want to let people know it's okay to do it. Go ahead and take that risk. Run your own business. Do what you want to do. If you're a good cook, put it on the plate. Sell it. It's going to happen. Put it out there. Don't be scared to sell that shit. If it's good, you know it's good. There ain't no such thing as bad food, bro. I eat burned shit. I don't care. It's good. If somebody cooks it for you. Put it on a plate, right, Clay? Put it on a mm-hmm. plate. Well, I feel like Buck Chui really represents not only dreams come true, take the risk, mm-hmm. do what you want to do, but also, as we were just talking about, like, timing is everything, and everything happens for a reason. And yeah. as we said, I mean, as awful as the pandemic was, there's some really incredible things that have come from those situations and you finding this space and that first lease not working out yeah. and the, just being able to believe in not only what you're doing mm-hmm. but that things have worked out yeah. and that what you're doing is so incredible and people love you and Kansas City has mm-hmm. supported you and what you have accomplished over the previous decades and just alone in the last year and a half just speaks yeah. to you working, working together as a team finding the puzzle pieces fitting together mm-hmm. and creating what you were creating in this space. Yeah, I mean, just being where we're at now, man, it's, said, the trials and tribulations. But, uh, I, you know, like I said, we used to live a different lifestyle and I was, I believe in a higher power. I know I was sent back here to do something good, especially in this business, you know, where I gave up before so many times, but I, we climbed out the hole, and like I said, we here we are again. It's like Shawshank. You swim I was, through a river of shit, and you're I out. I mean, two, three years ago, I was basically immobile, bro. I could barely walk, so <laughs> I was immobile. <laughs> now we're running stands at Arrowhead, cooking for thousands well, of you're, people. You're walking stands. Still. Right. So, Jesus, you were talking about earlier, with, do you not only create the drink, but then is the team in the back then creating the... Entree together, how do the flavors work if someone were to order this drink and order the fried rice at the same time? Yeah. So, what I'm always looking to do is I want to make sure that what I'm making is elevating what Teddy and the folks in the back are all doing. Like, I'm here to support and the cocktail. Like, we're not coming here for cocktails, but once they get here, they're like, damn, I can get a good cocktail here too. That's what I'm looking at doing. And so, I know when it because Teddy's, I mean, Teddy will be able to drop bowls and stuff. My, our GM, she'll be trying the drinks. Like, Everyone's always trying the drinks to make sure that it's going to fit in with what we're doing here. Nobody's going in blind. We're all understanding everything everyone's doing. We're all working together to make sure that we're doing cohesive picture. How many customers on a daily basis are you serving? Shoot, anywhere from 200 to 500. Depends on the day. And if we're off-site, we're constantly doing weddings. 100, 200, 300, whatever. So you've got the whole catering operation going, too. Basically. You guys are doing it all. Yeah, we got like a, I guess the Arrowhead crew that's on standby right now. But they do the events. But we're starting, we got a hell of a concert season lined up this year at Arrowhead, bro. Beyonce. Taylor Taylor Swift Swift. back to back. Luke Combs. Huh? Who else is coming? One more. Billy Joel. Billy Joel's here next. Don't forget. Don't sleep on them. (laughs) Then a whole nother Chiefs season. You ready, Billy? 1,500 pounds. We need to get, huh? mm-hmm. Have you had, have the players tried your food yet? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell us about that. I was on the stage at Q-Fest with Humphrey, right? Breed. Yeah. That's awesome. Glad the Rankins and Mitchell Schwartz is up there with us. And the new guy, I forgot his name, but. I was. Yeah, they, they was all up there, and we was throwing brisket around the stage and eating crab rangoon, or not crab rangoon, brisket rangoon. It was a good time, but we were beat like the NFL draft, so we were doing demos up there with my wife, and the crowd was starving. I just started tossing brisket to these kids, and 
things went wild. Oh so I just started throwing it out there. Boston brisket. Yeah. Like, Again? Yeah. So that was good. Yeah, they Reel this guy in. Yeah. He's really. throwing meat at them. Yeah. And I couldn't <laughs> stop. So Poor we're doing girl. a demo. Giver, we just man. went off script. We're not even going by the recipe no more. We're just feeding the mass. I feel like I was at SeaWorld, okay, for real, man. Oh, my shit. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> we were already on one, man. It was a Sunday afternoon, right? We were yeah, working we since Monday. The draft. I was holding my wife up like, like a prop, man. She's about to drop. We we're, were both. What's it been like seeing word of mouth circulate? Because yeah. people come here and they tell their friends, and they tell their friends, and they tell their friends. What's that been like? Dude, you know, it's like... I grew up in this restaurant business and you had to actually buy advertising in the phone book, bro. I used to spend like $6,000 or the pitch magazine yeah, or anything. Restaurant, You just have to spend money on print not knowing when it's coming, when they're coming, unless you put a coupon on it. Then you got those clientele, which, you know, unnecessary, but not necessarily if you need them or not. But now, what? I run a restaurant marketing company first. That's what I do. You're okay. on your phone all the time. That's it. And then your place. we set the tone, and we follow. And you better know how to cook. That's it. Not like before, we had to get on the ground, I had to go hand out flyers, and I had to go cater at people's house starting out for 10 people, five people. I did that whole deal. My open Thai place in Westport. We catered, all right? I did all kind of parties and weddings starting out before we even had a restaurant, right? So that's it, I know. That's how we popped, we started this as a pop-up, test it out, it worked. Catches fire, you get the momentum, you push it out there, keep going. And then you maintain it. It's changed. It's all digital now, man. Yeah. Just it's all digital. Wait for the Just book. The book. For the We're book. writing a book. Mm-hmm. You'll see. All this that we talked about through the years. Stories. All the relationships. Like, all no the recipes. Yeah, this is real. The real scandal. scandal. It's coming out. My kids are going to tell it all. Yeah, and me and my wife are the first ones that met in the restaurant. Married 20 years now. Awesome. How many relationships in this place? Well, it happens when you're close together, people, but still, mm-hmm. we are able to be professional now that we're older. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, when I, not when I was younger. I'm sorry, yeah. I apologize. For it is. Wow, that's why we learn. Society, huh? Love, relationships. It's real. The food relationship like is the best. Yeah, totally. Had to wake up. You know? <laughs> Obviously, we like to eat, bro. Yeah. So it's a but problem. everybody loves to eat. Shit, not like we like to eat. I love I to eat. Doing, I think we're doing a lot better. We but love yeah. to cook. <laughs> we love to figure yeah. out how to cook and figure out how to eat things. That Westport Nothing, flea burger yeah. challenge, that's because of me. And my picture's in there with my hair about like this big. You know, it gets me going is when I wake up one day yep. and not even know I'm going to be somewhere at night and have like the best freaking meal ever. Like me and my wife went to Houston. My boys, Blood Brothers, took me to this place called Rio. Rio? Rio, yeah. Chef oh my God, we're blown away. We didn't have to order nothing. Didn't have to work. You know, those guys took care of us and they took us to places like I would take them when they're coming here. That's what I love. But I'm impressed with it because having a wife like Pam, you know, we're pretty picky when it comes to eating. She's very critical. And not just eating any random shit, okay? It's got to be certified delicious. <laughs> but she knows what she likes. Nothing wrong with that. She drives her culinary program. That's her menu. That's how she does it. Right or wrong? That's her way, isn't it? And the way she teaches it. Now I get it. Now I got it. She comes from a family of teachers. She caused me all these troubles. She only picks who she trains and teaches, too. You got to be patient. It takes a while to get through to her, too. Me, I'm, I'm more like, here you go. This is what we need to do. All right, you know you can cook. Get it done. That's how we do it. Pam gets it done. She's a detail worker. She's the one that... We run in both stores, basically, from our iPhones, from my house, from my car. Like you said, it's... I literally be running our business from a... But you told me 10 years ago I'd be running my business from this thing. I could do anything I want to right here. Okay. I can actually pay someone just by pushing a button. You used to have to hustle back and they getting cash his checks and shit, paying people with cash. I had a pager. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I'm like a Struggle, man. <laughs> different. It's totally that, different now. But now that we've learned to adapt technology, digital world, we can focus on, you know, 
the important things like take care of people, having fun, evolving, learning, meeting new people. That's what we're doing. That's great. So we're heading to Denver next this week, right? Then we're going to Houston. Then we're going to New York. That's right. Then, then uh, they're coming up here. Street to Kitchen's coming up here in September. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna get two more crossover barbecue collaborators we're working with across the country. But we're starting here. July 10th, Blood Brothers is coming up here. Tickets go on sale soon. Don't want to miss that one, y'all. Yeah, limited seating. That's those guys like Blood Brothers. They're crossover barbecue. You know, Asian inspired, but great bunch of guys. They do it just like we do. It's like I go visit these other guys. Like I see other family because they're doing the same shit we are. Yeah. It's just. It's like a mutual understanding yeah. when you look at. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's why I connect with them. So you can learn. I feel what they're doing and. It's something there. It's the future, man. They're gonna pop up around here in Kansas City. You watch. We're not. The, we're not the last. Oh yeah. I promise you that. Where do you see the future of Bucktooth going? You know, I got rule of thumb. I slow it down. Anything good, nah. Take your time. I made a mistake opening too many restaurants at once. You know, you can't keep up. You can't spread yourself too thin. I want to keep it special. Collab. Push the brand outside. But essentially located here, we're fine for the time being. Unless we want to, you know, see what happens in the future. You know, we, we run multi-units, and I like to have the freedom to work with other people. Evolve. You can't get tied down too much. Involved with other projects. Yeah. Who knows where it's going? <laughs> Cooking with fire. Yeah, man. I'm hungry now, man. What are we eating? Where are we going? Ball <laughs> time. You should be really, really proud. Yeah, we blessed, it. man. We're good people. Really, we are. The good people attract good people. And like I said, everything works itself out. You do the right thing. You believe in a higher power. You're gonna get everything you need, bro. Just keep doing the right thing. Be sure to follow Buck Tui on Instagram to keep up with the latest news and future collabs they're doing. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Kansas City's best. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential.